Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama students and teachers. This is part two of our interview with James Evans, director of Bell Shakespeare's upcoming production of Julius Caesar. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I strongly suggest you go back and do that. If you're here for part two, please enjoy. Julius Caesar hasn't ended its rehearsal phase yet, but as a director, how do you think the actors will manipulate their focus to enhance the intended meaning? Why don't we look at one specific scene to answer this question? You know the scene between Brutus and Portia, very, very important, crucial scene where where Brutus um, is trying to dismiss Portia and say, nothing's wrong, I'm just sick, whereas in fact, of course, he's hiding a an awful secret from her, which which is that he's about to lead a, uh, an assassination against Julius Caesar. I think in terms of focus, uh, what, what's interesting in a scene like this is when an actor, when a character can meet the other character's eyes and when they can't. I think that tells us a lot about the relationship, a lot about what's going on uh, in their mind underneath the words. And I think there'll be moments here that we work very carefully on where, where Brutus simply cannot meet his wife's eyes. And then in terms, of, um, in terms of levels on the stage, obviously there's an important moment here where uh, uh, Portia kneels in front of Brutus. And again, you know, that, that's a, a intended to be a shocking moment because she's never acted like that before. She's not someone who has been subservient to him. And so the very act of kneeling kind of draws focus in on her action uh, because I don't think that she's ever kneeled before. She's never been someone who's been subservient to him. And so that very act, I think, snaps Brutus um, out of his kind of vague focus elsewhere, brings him into the present, and, of course, he then promises that he will share everything with her, but by then it's too late. You mentioned Mark Antony will speak directly to the audience. Are there other examples of this use of actor focus? Yeah, well, speaking to the audience is really important. And obviously, it's been a part of Shakespearean drama since Shakespeare's time. Um, you know, but we moved away from it in the 19th century, um, where it was all about, um, you know, all about melodrama and, and, and putting up that fourth wall. Uh, but I think what we're seeing now is that that connection between the actor and the audience is absolutely vital in Shakespeare. If you cut that off, then you've, you've cut the play off at the knees. Uh, Brutus, in his soliloquy, it must be by his death, absolutely has to justify and work this problem out with the audience. This isn't just some musing in his head. It's a vital uh, uh, moment, a turning point in his, in his life where he has to decide whether or not he's going to do this and then justify it to himself. So soliloquy, I think, is really important. Connection with the audience is important. Shakespeare tells us who connects with the audience through these soliloquies. Some characters do more than others. And in this play, really, it's Brutus. And we get to, to really see behind the scenes into Brutus's thinking and, and what drives it. Uh, you mentioned soliloquy. This podcast is called The Aside. So I thought I'd ask, uh, are there any moments of aside in Julius Caesar? Yeah, Mark Antony's mischief thou art afoot, take thou what course thou wilt. I think that must be an aside because once the mob are kind of raging and running around tearing down um, banners, he kind of turns to the audience and says that. But yeah, I, I would say that's an aside. How are you intending for the actors to use their performance space? I, I, I like abstraction in, in performance. Uh, I think it, it, 
I don't like to necessarily um, spoon feed the audience and tell them exactly what they need to be thinking in any given moment. Um, I, I, I'm working with a movement director called Scott Witt, who's very experienced uh, in movement as well as in um, stage combat uh, choreography. And so we're going to be working very closely together to make sure that, as I said before, no, no movement is wasted. So, so moments of stillness, um, in our ensemble are uh, hopefully going to be quite powerful. Moments of menacing group movement as well, I think is, is probably going to be important. There's a very important scene where Sinar the poet um, has, a, has a little uh, soliloquy to the audience and then the mob kind of descends on him and, and kills him. Even though he says, I'm not Sinar the conspirator, they say, well, we're going to kill you anyway. Um, and so I think the menacing movement of the mob around him and then, of course, of the senators around Julius Caesar is going to be really important. And, uh, and that's going to be enhanced by the soundtrack, by music and, and uh, sound effects, as well as by lighting, of course. Um, and then uh, I'd like to keep the movement quite contained in a lot of those scenes where there's two-handers, like between um, Brutus and Portia or Brutus and Cassius, and then suddenly to open up the stage to a very, very chaotic and violent movement, and then shoot back down to uh, something quite still and intimate. I think uh, Shakespeare keeps switching between very intimate scenes and very big public scenes, and so that's going to be reflected in the, in the movement as well. Is your directorial intention for the play the same as you think Shakespeare's intention was when it was first produced? Look, you know, that's a, I mean, what a, what a question. I, I, uh, I wouldn't presume to know what Shakespeare's intended meaning was, except that to say Shakespeare sets his plays in ancient Rome, he sets other ones in medieval Britain or in magical forests or faraway desert islands, but really what he's talking about is his own society. He's talking about contemporary society. I think this is why these plays keep working after 400 odd years, um, in this case, 419 years since this was written. It's because it's set at one remove from our society. So, so although we're setting it in, although the play is obviously set in ancient Rome, uh, it's always talking about today, and I think that's certainly true of our production as well. It's going to be about, it, it necessarily, it has to be, it has to be about the contemporary world, about manipulation, about politics, about violence and power. Uh, these are subjects for our, our present day, of course, as they were for Shakespeare. So, so I don't know, I think intended meaning is probably, uh, I would hope, in alignment with, with what the play, you know, although these plays, uh, in terms of performance history, have shifted and changed, changed over the years. You know, originally, uh, Caesar, you know, Brutus and Cassius were seen as the, the villains and, and Caesar was the benevolent leader taken down. And then, of course, there was a famous Orson Welles uh, production in New York in the early 20th century, which for the first time, one of the first times, put it in modern dress and made Caesar a kind of um, fascist dictator. And then suddenly the interpretation flipped and, and Brutus that played by Orson Welles um, was the, the man of integrity and, and trying to do what's right. So, you know, Shakespeare leaves all these clues in the play for us. Uh, and, it, and it's for us to, to pick and choose what we think, what kind of a story we want to tell, but also not to be too prescriptive and allow the audience to come away with their own interpretations as well. Shakespeare's ambiguity is one of the reasons I, I love his work so much. Well, that is the end of part two of our interview with James 
Evans. Uh, if you'd like to listen to part three, please do keep listening through the episodes or find one from our bank of episodes that may tickle your fancy. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here and, of course, to Aaron Sell for providing the music. You can email us a question at asidepodcast at outlook.com and we will endeavour to answer it in a future episode. Thanks for listening.